All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Carolina Weather Group. I am Scotty Powell, the host of the Carolina Weather Group. Welcome to the December, I almost said May, that would have been terrible, <laughs> December the 14th edition of the Carolina Weather Group. Uh, this is the WFMY Spotter Night. We're happy to have Tim Buckley and Grant Gilmore on with us. And we also have Scott Lynch, who is uh, one of the weather spotters for the 14th edition Oh, we are looking forward to having them. Uh, WFMY. I'm hearing a lot. Of, there we go. I heard a lot of feedback, but we're good now. So, uh, but yeah, so welcome to the show. What a great start this has been. So, <laughs> uh, this is a live broadcast. Uh, so, if you're watching via Facebook or uh, on the uh, Google Plus page uh, and you have any questions, feel free to send them to us. Also on Twitter. Uh, we'll be monitoring all of those throughout the program. And if you're listening uh, as a rebroadcast, rebroadcast, <laughs> this is really going downhill fast. <laughs> great start to the show, Scotty. Yeah, Thank really God great. We're uh, our Christmas break. Yeah, keep keep going, Scotty. There. You got it. You'll get through it. Almost there. So uh, we'll have Grant and Tim uh, share their uh, social media uh, pages so you can get in touch and see how you can become a spotter as well. So I'm going to stop stumbling. I think we've got all of the – housework, uh, all the good housekeeping stuff out of the way. So let's start with uh, some of the panelists, kind of uh, do our little roundtable discussion before we go into the uh, show tonight. It's been a very um, cold weekend for most of everybody, and it looks like it's going to continue to be cold uh, throughout the next few days with maybe a little bit of wintry weather, and uh, maybe we can talk a little bit about that before we, before we log off tonight. So I'm going to toss it over to, um, well, I guess he's not in East Tennessee. He's up in Virginia. Let's go to Ricky Matthews, who is home before all the madness of Christmas starts, right, Ricky? Yeah, it took a week off here before Christmas uh, started. I'm working on Christmas, so take off the week before. That's the uh, wonders of television and how our industry works. But spending a little time here, Eastern Virginia, where it's been comfortable. We plan a flip-flop. Tomorrow, I think our high is going to be, like, freezing. And today, our high was, like, 55. Yesterday, we got to 63 or 64 some rain showers. So, uh, you know, it's that roller coaster ride. I think we're actually going to hit 60 here after some freezing rain on Saturday and then perhaps 70 on uh, Sunday. So, changes in the weather world are ahead, Scotty. You got to love uh, living in the South. ice to 70 degrees in the time of one day. So, uh, let's go over to uh, UNC Charlotte, where Kid is at. Kid, are you studying? Have, have you studied out? How's how's the process of uh, finals coming along? <laughs> Sorry, my brain's fried. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I finally finished up all my exams today with statistics. Uh, that was a world of fun and a half. But, um, yeah, I'm done for the rest of the semester. And I get to be treated by getting to forecast some uh, – potential uh, winter precipitation on the weekend. Um, I saw a tweet from Brad Panich earlier today that was uh, the nationwide departure from average. And due to my lack of brain cognition, I wanted to print it out and contour it just to <laughs> relax. So that's the point I have come to after the exams. Um, but yeah, in all seriousness about the, the winter weather precip possible uh, this weekend, um, it looks like it'll be out of the way by Saturday morning. So anyone coming to graduation on Saturday, um, it should be a little bit dreary, but uh, clear for the roads. Awesome. 
All right, let's go to Charleston, South Carolina, and uh, bring in Shay. Shay, you guys actually had a little bit of a thunderstorm activity earlier this week. Yeah, yeah, we had, um, well, close to thunderstorm. I think we had some thunderstorms to our south. It's some warm front activity lifted up through the area, and surprisingly enough, I was able to trigger a few storms. Um, about two days ago, we had some pretty heavy cells move over the area that looked like storms, but then you, you pulled them up on the level two radar. They were only about 10,000 feet in height, so there wasn't a whole lot of convective properties to them other than some really heavy showers moving to the Charleston area. And those cooler shelf waters, which are down to 58 degrees now, have a lot to do with that. But to, just to our north, where they were getting a little bit of slide over the land, over some warmer um, features up near Wilmington in northern South Carolina, they did issue a tornado warning. I have yet to, f to follow up on that to find out if there was uh, an actual EF0 tornado uh, confirmation in that area. But, I mean, very, very um, uncommon weather for December. As far as Charleston, to ride too, where we're, we're kind of jumping up and down in temperatures. We had a cold last Friday and Saturday. We only got into the mid-40s. And then our lows, of course, were down near freezing. And then we come right back up to 70, 72 degrees and back down and we're back up. And uh, we're supposed to drop down again Friday. And then who knows beyond there? It looks like uh, some of the medium-term forecasting is pointing towards some warmer weather around Christmas time. But uh, with, with how things have been going lately, you never know, especially with uh, some cold air damming moving to the Piedmont areas. It may filter down our way as well. So we'll wait and see. See what happens. Back to you, Scotty. All right. Thank you, Shay. And I guess the guy who uh, may be dealing with the best possibility of some wintry weather would be David Reese. He's up in the Charlottesville, Virginia area. David, how's uh, everything going up there? Uh, it's, it's going. You know, we barely got above 40 degrees all weekend, and then Monday, bam, 63, and then back into the 40s we went. And now we're talking about temperatures not getting out of the 20s Thursday and Friday. So, you know. It's fun here in Central Virginia trying to do all that forecasting. And like you mentioned, we have do have the chance for some wintry precipitation, maybe a little bit of sleet and freezing rain early in the morning on Saturday, just because of how it is here in Central Virginia. CAD, cold air damming situation. Cold air likes to hang out a little bit longer than sometimes indicates. So that's what we'll be talking about. The potential for maybe a glaze of ice Saturday morning, but then I mean, we could be talking about temperatures in the mid uh, upper 50s, close to 60 by Sunday morning. So the joys of forecasting here in Central Virginia continue. I'll say before uh, the show started, Shan, I was joking. It's been so boring around here. And then the past, I don't know, four to six weeks, it's like, bang, everything's happened. Yeah. Home, so. yeah, yeah. We've been getting uh, some, some of that cooler air over the warmer waters at times. And then, the, and then it flips. So we've been having these inversions and then you have fog fog during the daytime whereas it may clear at night come back at sunrise or vice versa so we've been we've had kind of a wet pattern which is good it's good for the southeast we needed the rain to get out of the drought scenario that we were in we, we were barely in d0 as it was but i think a lot of the, the southeast has definitely seen some much needed rain from stalling fronts and so it's been a good thing for us but just a little bit of everything as far as moisture goes in the southeast region over the next over the last few days then let's go to the Arctic ice box in uh, there in the Philadelphia area. Peter, have you has it, have you frozen to death yet? I mean, what's it like up there? You guys are kind of like in, in ground zero with the cold air coming your way. Yeah, well, David pretty much stole everything I was going to say. So I, I you know, um, <laughs> no, 
It's uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, really cold here in the next two days. Uh, we may get a quick little snow event tonight, overnight, uh, coating to an inch maybe, and uh, and then tomorrow and Friday only staying in the twenties, wind chill in the teens. So uh, it's a good cuddle weather day, I guess, tomorrow and Friday. So you know, sit with your girl by the fireplace, you know, uh, <laughs> Netflix and chill. Um, so <laughs> Then uh, yes, this then show Saturday is going downhill so fast. <laughs> this is the best show ever tonight. Um, then uh, Saturday we may get another system in here. Could bring us some snow and some rain. And then uh, Sunday we're up to sixty in the morning. So it's a big, big roller coaster ride here up in the Northeast. And I, I must mention that Peter's not wearing his plaid tonight. So. No, no. <laughs> Too cold for that. <laughs> All right, well, let's go uh, transition into our topic tonight before we go way off pace here. But glad to have Tillman Grant because we can have fun with Tillman Grant. They they like to laugh along with us. So, uh, But let's talk about what brings us here tonight, and it's the uh, WFNY Spotter uh, program and, and Grant and Tim, I'll bring you guys in here. Uh, this is a, a program that that started a few years back and it's really taken off. So, first, uh, for those who uh, may be watching this for the first time or may have not seen you guys, how about you introduce yourself and then we'll kind of talk about uh, what uh, we're gonna our, our spotter program. Okay, um, I'm Grant Gilmore. I'm the uh, the chief here at WFMY. And uh, I've been the chief for, I guess, three years, three, four years now. I, uh, I've been here at WFMY since 2009. So I've been living here in the Piedmont for a while. And, you know, when it comes to the weather, boy, I mean, it, it, it's always interesting. It's always something that's going to keep you on your toes. And it's certainly uh, proved so um, over the last couple of weeks. And obviously, we're just getting started as we head into winter. So we're, we're watching that. Um, and aside from that, that's, that's about all you need to know about me. I'm I'm a pretty simple guy. <laughs> He's also pretty modest too. Uh, I'm Tim Buckley. I'm over there as well uh, with Grant helping him out. We started the spotter program. Uh, I guess it was last year. Grant was it January? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, we we can get into the timeline of everything, but it was really we started it back in the fall and winter of 2014 is when we when we behind the scenes really started going with it and we got a couple of guys on here i think we should probably uh introduce brian i see him rocking right. in his rocking chair yeah um, we got a couple of our weather spotters on the line right now yeah i i think uh i think you're muted there brian so you'll have to unmute um that was the video all right well scott why he's uh, uh why he's figuring out the unmuted part introduce yourself and Tell us where you're from. Yeah, Scott Lynch here. I, I live in Asheboro, and um, I think I joined the Weather Spotter Network in July of last year. Um, it was actually by chance. I happened to send Grant a, a, a photo of a, of a weather story that night, and he asked me if I'd be interested in joining the Weather Spotter, and I've been on ever since. So, uh, yeah, it's a it's a great it's a great deal we got going on here. All right, and Brian, introduce yourself. Yeah, I think I got it figured out now. Um, yeah, I'm Brian. Uh, I've been I've been with the Weather Spotter Network since it began. Um, I I was always tweeting and doing whatever with uh, Tim and Grant before it ever started. So I guess it was kind of a no brainer for me to join in. <laughs> so so Brian mentioned it. And I guess you know we'll just get into kind of how we got started with this whole thing. It, it was it was really cool, and I want to you know it really is a tribute to the guys like Scott 
and Brian because what we did back in 2014 is Tim and I, we knew we wanted to get this this thing rolling. We wanted to get a some sort of weather group, weather community for the triad and, and beyond. And we knew we couldn't just say, um, okay, guys, we're going to do this and let's, you know, start trying to, to talk about it on TV. So what we did is we started a Facebook group and we called it the WFMY News 2 Weather Network. And it was kind of a, a silent, soft launch, if you will. It just started up and it was where uh, Tim, Ed Matthews, one of our other meteorologists, and Eric Chilton, and we just started posting there. And we just started doing kind of the more nerdy stuff. A lot of people tune in for, you know, on air for like your, your basic stuff. And we wanted to provide a, a location for people to get more detailed and, and more weather geeky uh, information. So that's what we'd post there. We'd maybe post once a day, maybe twice a day, depending on how active the weather was. And we kind of would slowly let people know about it. And the group slowly started gaining more and more um, members and we would accept them. So it's a closed group and we'd be accepting them. And before we knew it, we had like 500 members in this group that we never really publicized. And it was people like Brian Fowler and, and even Scott now to this day, you know, it's these guys that carry this, this Facebook group and they, they communicate, they participate in the conversation, they, they submit pictures, or they'll just talk about the latest forecast trends and, and that sort of thing. And that's what really allowed us to get a good core of a weather community that, that we could then go back and we said, okay, now we need to move on to phase two. And that's when we needed to start handpicking some of these weather spotters from that weather group. And, and Tim, I mean, you were a, you were a big part of that as well. Cause I mean, Tim, you're incredibly active on social media. So, I mean, it, it became really clear, I mean, for you and, and I think, you know, for me as well, you know, who we could choose to be a part of our first group of weather spotters. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of got off the ground pretty quickly at that point. Uh, once we started to have some folks uh, getting into the group and getting part of our network, um, it was a question of, all right, we have these folks. How do we how do we use these reports easily on TV? Uh, long ago, it seemed like the, the the method that folks would use is, you know, you have these group folks, and they would call up to a TV station. They would like to know you're you're a dog. Hello. Uh -oh. Tim got <laughs> muted. Tim got muted. Tim, are you there? There he is. I'm on a weather group. It's the dog activation. <laughs> it's not my dog. Uh, <laughs> I think it's Brian's dog. That was mine. <laughs> yeah, Brian's got a dog over there. Yeah. So, so you see why we wanted to get someone like Brian on TV. So what we did is, is we we put together a, a program where they can Skype in to our weather graphics machine. And this was kind of the whole goal was how do we get folks, not just with numbers and pictures on TV, but we want them to be there and give the report live. And that's what we've been able to do. They pop up in a little bubble right over their hometown. They give their report. Uh, we've even been introduced to a dog in the last week, uh, different weather spotters dog, not Brian's dog. Uh, I've had a baby there. Um, Jonathan Jones, one of our weather spotters, brought his uh, baby girl on the on the report one time, and it's just been a lot of fun. But it's also been a good way for us to get information that we wouldn't have gotten otherwise. 
particularly, I mean, we have a larger area, especially west to east, to cover in central North Carolina. It's really hard for us to know what's going on in all these places, especially with severe weather or winter storms. So these guys have been eyes and ears for us in places that, quite frankly, we didn't have enough eyes and ears uh, before. And I mean, you know, on top of that, it, it's not just for the on-air thing, which the Skype thing is is really cool. And I, I do have a clip that I can show of one of our smallers uh, a couple days ago. But uh, what's been really neat is, you know, just from the, the original group that we started this uh, WFMY Weather Network, um, one of our weather spotters who actually does come on air with us for the Skype, uh, Heidi Duzan, she alerted us to a situation a couple of years ago where there was a Little League game going on and all these kids are out playing baseball and it just so happened that at this baseball game, the first lightning bolt of a thunderstorm struck near the field and obviously it was dangerous, a scary situation. I don't think anyone was injured. But obviously, it was it was a big story. Just you know, how do you prepare for the threat of lightning if there is no lightning in a storm yet? And so she alerted to us to the situation. We were able to pass that along to the newsroom, and we were able to do a story about it that night. And it really became a great community story, community awareness to the threat of thunderstorms and lightning specifically and it's been that kind of stuff that you know the the weather network and the weather spotters specifically have really provided a great tool for not just our station but the community here in the tribe because like tim said we're getting information that we otherwise would not have and we're able to share it with with the rest of the tribe so it's been really cool and and i mean it's humbling because you know they truly are an extension of our team. We've got four meteorologists here at the station, but we feel like we've got about 40 um, when it's all said and done, when we put all of our, our information together. Guys, talk to us about, um, I'm kind of involved with the program, so I, I, I know how it works. And I see the response that you guys get from your staff there at WFNY. So talk to us about how the staff has responded to you guys doing this, because it really brings part of the community into the into the newscast well oh my gosh they, they love it they they do yeah they they absolutely love it they you know it's kind of a joke but each there's you go around the newsroom and you say who's your favorite weather spotter and it sounds kind of like a funny thing but people in our newsroom you know that they really do they watch they watch these guys and they they like to hear from from Brian Fowler or Scott Lynch, or they like to hear from, um, they'll, they'll say, who's that one guy in Burlington? And you know, it, and it really becomes you know, something that people look forward to seeing. And I'm sure that's definitely true for our viewers as well. But aside from that kind of, you know, I guess entertainment value, um, I, the producers, when it comes to when we have severe weather uh, or winter weather, our producers are always saying, okay, you know, what are your weather spotters saying? What are your, what are your guys saying? And, you know, can we send them to get information? We've, we have a guy that is up in the Rockingham County and shoot it. I don't know what he does regularly, but man, when there's severe weather, he's out driving around, finding floods, taking pictures and he's available for Skype. And that's going straight on the air for our producers to get live video during severe weather. So it's, it is awesome. And they're in the, the producers are in this weather spotter group as well. They're able to uh, have access to really all of our all, all of our weather folk. We got about three thousand people in this group now, mm -hmm. and um, I mean it's great for them. They can just post and say, "Hey, what are y'all seeing?" Or they can just say, "Let me scroll down and look at all the pictures from across the area." 
and it's a one-stop shop. It makes it a lot easier for us to cover the weather. Um, or we used to have some challenges, quite frankly. Yeah, and so, I mean, I don't know, can you guys see this? I pulled up a screen share of our Facebook network. You guys able to see that? Yeah. So this is, I mean, this is what it is here. I mean, Scotty, you posted earlier about the show tonight. But just scrolling down, you can see all these different people just posting photos from just tonight's sunset. We had a beautiful sunset here in the triad. So, I mean, you scroll down just over the last two hours, and we have numerous pictures that now become – you know, content and become something to share for other people in the triad to see. And I mean, it's really cool. I mean, this is just a sunset that happened here in the triad tonight. I mean, you can only imagine if there was actually inclement weather. It's it's a great way to, way to share information and communicate. I mean, you guys probably know, you know, Stuart McDaniel, man, he's posting some awesome pictures of the moon. I mean, the, the information in the community is is unrivaled from anything that I've ever been able to have access to in a, um, you know, in our, how do I get out of screen share in, in, in this business? There we go. Um, but it's, it's, it's certainly really cool. Well, this is kind of my next question. Um, when, when you talk with your friends in the weather community, like David or, or Ricky over in East Tennessee, is, is other stations kind of talk to you guys? Like, how can we get this into our, our, our weather segments and stuff like that? I mean, what, what's the, I know we talked about the, the, reaction at WFNY, but the greater weather community, what, what's that reaction been like? So um, Tegna, which is the company that, that owns WFNY, you know, they see what we do with the, with the Skype spotters. And I think they sort of have an understanding of what goes on behind the scenes with the actual check-ins for the high, low temperatures and all that stuff. But I'll say um, the company loves it and they think it's fantastic. They love seeing our, our spotters on the air with the live reports and I have been contacted and I know Tim you've heard from a couple of stations as well with meteorologists calling up and saying um, yep. you know we've seen this program and we love it how do you do it and it's a very long answer because it's not just you know calling up somebody on you know on Skype and getting the pop-up for that day um, the first thing that we did and this goes, and I'm going to do another screen share here. But the first thing that we did was we had to establish this um, this website. It was basically kind of a a place that all of our weather spotters could come together beyond that Facebook group. But this is the website where our actual weather spotters, the ones who report our high and low temperatures, they're able to submit those reports online. So we had to create this first, and this was a big project. And um, our IT guy here at WFMY, Kevin Lipford, was instrumental in doing this where what we can do is we can have our spotters they, they log in and this is where they check in they can check in as num as many times as they want throughout the day their low temperature high temperature how much precipitation so on and so forth and all of these reports then go to this this output here and you can see i mean we've got all just access to information from all over the area from all of our spotters that directly feeds into our weather computers so it was a it was a long process of getting this set up and you know just getting past that this has been kind of our avenue to allowing communication for our skypes and that's what we do is we have all of our weather spotters then who are interested in skyping they can also sign up to skype so here's a calendar you can see we've got all these different weather spotters throughout the weeks and we know who's available to Skype on different days and in different times. So it really, you know, brings um, 
brings it all together because we can get the information, but at the same time, we're able to get the, um, you know, the, the Skypes organized as well. So and to, to answer your, your question, Scotty, it's, you know, these stations are really interested. They want to do it, uh, but it, I don't think they quite are prepared for a lot of the, the work on the front end, which it's definitely well worth it in the end. Tim, why did you guys uh, decide to go with, with Microsoft versus, you know, some other types of places where people could submit data? I think Google will do the same thing. Is there one reason you chose that over the other methods? I think Tim, um, is Tim there? I, I think Tim. he's muted if, if he's. There we go. I'm muted. There you go. <laughs> I'm back. And I was sharing my screen, and I'm really bad at this. I'm really bad at uh, answering stuff about Microsoft, too, because I don't know a lot about Microsoft. Um, but real quick, I just wanted to pull up a graphic. Once they input those comments and their weather info, uh, we have graphics sort of like this, like Clay put this in a couple weeks ago, and I was able to pull up and share um, his report from Pleasant Garden, where he lives. And you know, we can say on air, Clay, you know, he, he got half an inch of rain. And, well, he says we, know, we need it, but it's a little bit depressing. So it's really good to be able to to share stuff like that. Um, as far as Microsoft, uh, Ricky, and I hope I'm uh, stop sharing. Stop sharing. There we go. Back. Um, you know that Techno. We our, our office group. We we had access to SharePoint um, already, and you can make these SharePoint pages and SharePoint groups. Um, honestly, we just deferred to our IT guy Kevin's expertise as far as that goes. Um, neither Grant nor myself is really a, a computer expert to uh, to a large degree. Um, but Kevin knew a lot about these SharePoint pages, which were just starting to get going. And um, so whenever, whenever someone signs up with us, they first need to get themselves a Microsoft account. And they log into this SharePoint site that we've created for them, and they're the only ones that have access to it. And um, it's worked out pretty well for us so far. Now, Tim, I see that there, there's a lot of uh, data points there. I'm assuming that these folks have, they have instrumentation, much like what Coco Raj Network would have. And are, are they also, are they trained through the Skywarn, through the National Weather Service, or is this something that you, you guys have just done in-house and, and sort of expanded on all these years? Sure. So we actually have kind of a wide diversity as far as um, how experienced uh, you need to be to participate and, um, you know, how much weather equipment do you need to have. Um, we're, we're totally open to folks who really love the weather, but they might not know a ton about it, they can definitely join if they want to. But so we have some folks that are trained NOAA Skywarn spotters. We have some folks that have the full fanciest Davis weather station you could imagine at their backyard and it's uploading to their phones 24 seven. And we have some other folks that just have a simple rain gauge they stick back there and a simple maximum thermometer. And that's fine with us too. We, we try to be inclusive. Uh, as far as that goes. And we'll try and work with them too if there's quality control issues with the data. Um, and, and we found that that's been pretty successful so far. So it just depends. You know, some people have been interested in the weather their whole life and they're all about it and they know more about the weather than we do. Uh, and some other folks are, you know, it's just something that they like to do for fun. But, but we like to have everybody. One thing that we've we've done, so we we launched the the actual weather spotters back in uh, last 2015 January of 2015, and we've held 
three what we've called weather seminars since then. So we had, I think, one in the spring of 2015. We had one in the fall of 2015. And then we, we just recently had another weather spotter seminar this past fall. And what we do is uh, we, we invite all the weather spotters to come out. And honestly, it's, a, it's an opportunity to say thank you to everything that they have done for us. You know, they're, you know, dedicating their time and I would almost say volunteering their time to, to report for us. They're checking in daily. And then the Skype reports, they're putting their face out there and they're going live for us during our newscasts. And then, you know, they're out there in the elements. I mean, you know, yes, it's a passion for a lot of these people, but certainly, you know, they're, they're sharing that with us. So it's a big opportunity to say thank you to them. But what we do during those uh, spotter seminars is we try to throw in a little bit of an education for forecasting for uh, different elements of weather and then when it comes to spotting and taking readings uh, like for winter weather forecasting we'll kind of you know do a little tutorial about what's the what's the proper way to measure snowfall you know take take three different measurements take the average of those three and you know submit that report or this most recently in the fall we had one of our weather spotters come in and and show how he sets up his weather instruments and kind of went through the the proper height that you should mount your your thermometer or your anemometer and that sort of thing. So we try to throw in a little bit of education along the way to to maybe increase the level of um, of the reports that we're going to be getting from these spotters. I have a quick question uh, on Twitter. Craig Cece, uh, one of our little uh, watchers uh, down at Mississippi State, he's wanting to know, uh, in terms of the local data, do the other Tegna stations like WCNC have access to the data uh, that's into your system there in Greensboro? Right now, no, they don't. But I wouldn't see why they wouldn't. we wouldn't be able to facilitate that. Um, because it's it's coming from a a Tegna SharePoint site that we could then I would think be able to shoot that data off because basically all it's doing is it's creating a, a CSV file, so it's just shooting that out and I'm sure if you know you got the right people talking the right language I'm sure it wouldn't be hard to do. Well, we, I want to jump in. I want to get our spotters in here in just a second. Um, but, but my question is, how, how was this market? I mean, you, I know we talked about the, uh, the Facebook group that we had, but how did you market and say, you know, we're going to take this to the next level. We want people to come in and do Skype. Uh, there's some people who are kind of camera shy and don't like to talk on Skype. How did you market in? How did you filter into to getting folks to want to come on and actually present during uh, the weather blocks that you and, and Tim have? It was, you know, at, at first, and we still have trouble with it. I mean, this this program is not old. I mean, we're, we're a year and a half in. We're, we're actually, yeah, about a year and a half into this thing. And at first, we, we had a lot of pushback. People were like, whoa, I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk on live TV. I mean, that's scary, uh, certainly. But once you had um, a couple people doing it, and they could vouch for it and say, oh, that wasn't that bad. And I'm just I'm just talking to Grant or I'm just talking to Tim. It you really start to realize like oh I mean it's it's not that serious you know it's it's TV, and and even more so it's 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 the weather when we're doing Skypes, it's it's not that big of the deal. Not 95% of the time we're talking about sunshine and and how hot or cold it was that day, and you know we we've got dogs coming on the show now. Scotty, you know we're always cutting up about you know this or that. So usually it's it's a good time and I think people are starting to realize that it's it's not that scary. So I think it's it's kind of helped promote itself. At first it was 
it was a little tough, but I think people are realizing now that it's a good time. I tell you, it's it not a closed group though. We want more. We want more spotters in more places. There, we still have some dead zones that we would like to uh, close. If anyone knows anyone in Wilkes County, Yadkin County, we're a little thin out there. Um, we won't turn anybody away. If they're interested, they want to be a part of it. We want them um, because we need we need all the data we can get. I'll say this before I bring Scott and Brian in. It's the fun, most fun 20, 30 seconds that you can have. I mean, it, Tim and Grant both are easy to talk to, and, I mean, it, it's fun. You just get on there and talk about the weather and cut up a little bit. So uh, it's not a bad thing at all. So let's bring in Scott and Brian. Scott, uh, I know we met you just a little bit ago, but kind of tell us about your passion in weather and just what it means to be a WFMY uh, part of the Weather Network and what you enjoy about doing the Skype sessions. Well, you know, I've always been fascinated with the weather over the years. Um, I've survived a couple of hurricanes, uh, a few tornadoes. Uh, Hurricane Charlie came through uh, Florida in 2004. I mean, I was there. I mean, so the weather has always just been fascinating to me. Unfortunately, I'm not real good in math. And if I was really good in math and science, I probably would have got a degree. But, you know, who knows? But, um the Skype is fun, and 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 like Grant said, that, that there are issues. Um, he called me one night. We were doing a mic check, and I and I think I sounded like one of the chipmunks, and we could not get the darn thing fixed. And I was I wanted to go on. <laughs> I mean, it just you know there are flaws, and so um, but you know it is, it is so much fun. And like Grant says, you know we're just talking to me and him talking, and um, and Tim made a good point a while ago too. See, I am actually a, a Skywarn. For, for NOAA, and in, if you go on the NOAA website, it, I mean, it's a free class. You can go to UNCG, take a two or three hour class, and you're you're certified as a NOAA Skywarn trainer. So, you know, I mean, so it's it's good stuff, and um, I'm excited. I've been doing it a year and a half now, and I love going on TV. It's fun. <laughs> so uh, we have fun doing this, and, and we're providing a really good service to the community, too, so. Scotty, yeah, I, I muted myself and I didn't unmute myself. <laughs> uh, Brian, talk to us a little bit about your passion of weather and talk about uh, being a part of the, uh, the WFMY Spotter Network. Well, whenever I was about three or four and I was always in front of the TV watching the Weather Channel, my parents were a little bit concerned about me. Um, so I've, I've just always liked it for some reason. I, I'm not real sure what sparked the interest or whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, as I got older, I just kept following it. I, I didn't really want to do the whole college thing. It just seemed like a lot. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, just kept on, you know, just paying attention, you know, educating myself. Um, and then met Tim and um, Grant on Twitter and just would talk to them. And then, you know, through the network, got their phone number so I can hit them up and ask them, if, you know, if any questions that I might have, you know, or what's going on, because I hear all day long, the weathermen are always wrong, you know, and it drives me nuts, because I, I just, knowing people that actually do it for a living and what they go through, especially where we live, it drives me crazy to hear that. So, I mean, as far as the Skype thing, it's harder for me because I have two children that are 10 and 4, so I kind of always have things going on, but um, I do do it. Uh, Grant always picks up a chair on the front porch, although it's getting a little chilly for that. Um, and I keep getting texts across my phone about somebody trying to join this call. And um, um, 
but yeah, I mean, it's it's been a, it's been a good time. I mean, I, I enjoy it. I like um, being able to know these things maybe before some of the community knows it. I like you know to have that knowledge and to be able to have the friendships that we've made through here. Very cool. And Scott, oh, Tim, you're muted again. <laughs> Just real quick, Brian used to always hit me up, say, "Hey, man, what's the real deal about this snowstorm? What are we really looking at as far as that goes?" We like to text back and forth about it. Um, and it, it's good to have him a part of it because he, uh, he really makes it fun. And, uh, he told us one time we had our first weather spotter event and we were asking everybody, why do you like weather? Why do you like being involved in it? And Brian said, uh, I think it was, I just like knowing stuff that other people don't know yet. <laughs> so <laughs> he, he likes to be in the know and, and we're happy to have him aboard. Well, Brian, if it makes you feel any better, the, uh, weather channel, you know, we all had the bug growing up, so I, I, I used to sit there and play the guitar to the middle pieces during the local on the eights, if that makes you feel any better. Oh, uh, the local on the eights were tough, <laughs> but my, my parents would always say, you've seen the same thing 15 times in a row. What are you watching? I'm like, it might change. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I want to ask you, Tim Grant, uh, Brian, you and Scott as well. What what has been some of the more memorable moments that you guys have had? Grant, you and Tim, obviously worked with a lot of the spotters, but Brian, you and uh, you and Scott, anything come to mind while you've been doing this? What's kind of been memorable? Maybe a, a certain storm that you guys have reported on, or something along those lines. There was a storm um, back. I don't know if it was maybe when we first started this. And uh, it came along at nighttime, and I always, and I'm a late nighter. I stay up late. So Grant, I was talking to Grant, I believe it was, and um, I mean it, it poured. It rained so hard, as hard as I've ever seen it. And it was 11 o'clock news, and nobody was skyping. And Grant was like, "Hey, you want to come on?" You know, and I was like, "Yeah." It rained like an inch in 10 minutes at my house, and, uh, and like, and so Grant was like, "Hey, come on, and you know, talk about it." You know, and there was like some trees down up the road and this and that, but I didn't. I mean, I didn't see that, but. Um, come to find out that had happened, but it, it literally rained a, an inch in like 10 or 15 minutes. And Grant was like, come on, tell us about it. I was like, it was 11, 15. Sure. Why not? <laughs> so, and, and I think you were sitting on your front porch that night too. I, I was on my, I have a back patio, back so it's cold. Yeah. I was, I was back there just thinking like I couldn't go anywhere because the wind was blowing the rain across it. And <laughs> it was, it was crazy. Well, and there was also one time, you know, while we're talking about, you know, what, what you've done for us, um, there was one time you actually went on the air with your, your face. You were sideways. Well, you know, I try to provide a little humor yeah. for the community. Yeah, was good. Yeah, I mean, because we, you know, we have the, obviously, you know, you guys uh, who are on TV, um, you know, TV is a, is a horizontal plane, horizontal world that we live in, but all of our phones, you know, we're, we're vertical. So when a lot of our spotters answer the phone for our Skype calls, you know, they're, they're answering it in, in vertical. But then we say, okay, look, you know, if you turn your phone to the side, you know, you'll be able to fill up the whole TV screen. Well, for whatever reason, sometime with Skype, sometimes it'll switch the view and it'll go horizontal. Sometimes it will just stay vertical and it looks like you're you're laying down. So so Brian did the first part of his report looking like he was, you know, having a little too much to drink um, <laughs> during the report. So it, it makes for a well, good time. There was, there was another time that you said uh, – that uh, everything was just blurred, like you couldn't understand anything that I was saying. You said, just turn your phone around and show the sun. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just, you know, just turn around and show the sun because you couldn't understand anything I was saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to roll with it. It's it's live TV. And, I mean, and Scott, too. I mean, I can remember a couple times with you, buddy, where, you know, we, 
you know, I think you were wearing like a Jacksonville Jaguars uh, jersey one time, and you know that that's that's tough t- territory down here. Well, you know, I'm not a bandwagon type of guy. You know, I mean, that's my team. We still <laughs> doing it right now. You know, and you know, uh, and and I give Grant a, a hard time sometimes too. I call him Big Blue. You know, because you know he's the big Michigan fan. So, uh, so, but we we have good times doing this stuff. So it's great. You know, I actually um I have a a good moment just from yesterday. I'll, I'll go ahead and pull it up here. But if one of our other weather spotters, Keith Puckett, who's up in Southern Virginia in Patrick County, um, he started bringing his dog on the Skype call with us. So let me switch this over real quick and um get this YouTube click. It's it's pretty funny. So anyway, I mean, it, you know, continues on and, um, you know, he gives the high low report, but I mean, that's the kind of stuff that's really cool about these shows or these, these Skypes is, I mean, it's real people given the weather, what's happened in their area. And, you know, a lot of our weather spotters are cool people too. So it makes it makes for a good time. We've had dogs, we've had babies, we've had longhorns, real longhorns. One of our spotters, Heidi has a, I don't know how many, but it's a whole herd of them in her backyard and they're they're always out there and we ask how the weather is treating her and especially how they're treating the longhorns it's kind of fun and these people get noticed too Heidi tells me she gets recognized at the uh, at the grocery store are you the lady from from the weather and, and she gets a big kick out of that that's cool well, well talk to us I mean we've had a few storms a winter storm uh, last year uh, uh, we've had hurricane Matthew move through the area have you guys utilized uh, the spotter network and some of the bigger events that that's happened since the uh, the program started. I'm sorry, what was that again? I missed. Uh, it. Yeah, I, I got a grant. Uh, so we had like a couple events where where the where the spotters have really been able to to help us cover big weather like hurricanes and and uh, floods. So we had the really bad flooding. Remember Joaquin last year that didn't really come right toward us, but it ended up being the epic flooding. In South Carolina, we still had bad flooding in our area too, and that was one of the first times we could leverage having multiple spotters in multiple areas um, at the same time. And we would actually, we actually had, I think, at one point two or three Skype spotters on the line, and we were doing them back to back. Let's go to Virginia. Let's go to Haswell County. Let's go to you know Alamance County uh, to show that really in concert with each other. It was great. You know, we were able to see that. And you know our news director loves it. She doesn't have to send a photographer uh, up that way if we can give the folks that visual um, so simply and so easily. And uh, we're really thankful for them to be able to do that. But I know Grant, well, I don't know, remember what the tropical system was. One of them this year, you had some folks out on the Outer Banks, I believe. Um, yeah, it was. Um, gosh, what was that? I don't. I don't remember what. It, Shady, was it? remember? Hermine. <laughs> Yeah, it must, it must have been Hermine. 
Yeah, Hermine came through. There was a couple yeah. of other tropical storms that sort of lingered over the, the you know northern South Carolina and Piedmont, up, up towards the Piedmont, North Carolina. It was uh, it was more of a Midlands event, and then it sort of meandered around a couple of these storms. But yeah, Hermine would be the, the most memorable one to trudge yeah. through the area. That, that's what it was, and it just so it just so happened that one of our spotters um, was was over on Cape Hatteras, I think, and she's I think she's out of Concord. And uh, so she just happened to be there and, you know, she sent me a text or maybe it was on the Facebook group and said, Hey, I'm, I'm out here on the Outer Banks. If you, you know, need me for anything and like, yes, ma'am, you know, and next thing we know, we've got a, a live, a live shot essentially from, from Cape Hatteras during this, this hurricane. So it was really cool. Well guys, um, I want to talk, I want to kind of bring Kevin in here in just a second. I know he's kind of the, the brains behind putting the program together and getting everyone signed up with the account to get access. But um, kind of talking to, before we get into Kevin, uh, what do you think the future is for the, the Spotter Network? Do you continue to see this growing? Is there any way, uh, what else can be added to, to make the Spotter Network uh, program even better? I mean, have you guys thought about this what well, what may be spotter network 2.0 as as we go throughout the the next few years i think you know there's there's definitely room for a lot of improvement um the i think the shining example of how you can use personal weather stations and then put them on tv is what they're doing at the weather channel with weather underground you know that's an incredible network that they have and they're able to tap into that stuff and put it on the air and it's it's fantastic so you know that is you know the, the gem i think of what every tv station would love to have access to and try to recreate in their area and i and obviously it's probably not possible for a local tv station to do something like that i mean maybe i don't know i mean the technology is really getting getting impressive but i think what i'd like to see is obviously more more skype reports and you know get more people you know joining in on on these reports and get them on the air more frequently but but also to be able to um just make the whole interface and make the whole process uh more accessible to where it's not just the weather spotters that are logging their reports able to see the information at all times but also if we can somehow get that information automatically pushed to our website and then you know have anybody in the world log in and see what our weather spotters are reporting for that area i mean maybe you have somebody who's on vacation who lives in you know we'll i don't know we'll say stoneville north carolina and of course there's not an official weather reporting station for stoneville but you know what we've got a weather spotter there and they know that they can go to wfmy.com and they can log in and they can see what that weather spotter said for that day i think that would be really cool so that's what i would like to see is to be able to get the whole experience expanded from just our weather spotters and the on-air side of things to make it you know fully accessible online grant do you have do you guys have any uh, aspiration to get this network into the weatherspotter.org and maybe Gibson Ridge or Storm Labs, Radar Scope, so on and so forth. Is that is that anything in the future? We, I mean, we haven't we haven't really talked about it or thought about it. It's been it's really been a lot of work to kind of build it from the ground up for where we are now. But um, you know, we're we're totally you know interested in and in looking at other opportunities to expand it out to. Because honestly, I mean, like I was saying earlier. You know, it's it's fantastic that these weather spotters are taking their time to report this data. If we can get that information out there to more places and share it with different meteorologists and different people, I mean, that's that more the better, I say. And Grant, 
I may be wrong with this, but I think I heard you and Tim talking about it. Uh, the Spider Program actually was up for an Emmy nomination, correct? Yeah, yeah, it, it was, which was funny. We were trying to figure out how we can get all the weather spotters to go over to Nashville to to get the, you know, award if we won. But but last year, so the 2014 uh, year, and the Emmys were no, no, I take that back. 2015 year, the Emmys were back in January of 2016. Uh, we were nominated for, it wasn't actually the weather category, but it was for the interactivity category, and the weather spotter program was nominated. Unfortunately, we didn't bring home the pretty lady, the trophy, but but certainly to be nominated in itself was, was really cool. All right, and one more thing. I think Kevin's maybe around. Um, let's see if he is. Maybe? I'm here. All right, there he is. So Kevin is kind of... Uh, he does all the tech side to it. So, Kevin, if uh, any of our viewers tonight uh, or anybody that watches the uh, the rebroadcast of this wants to get involved with the Spotter Network program, how would you advise them to go about that? How what is the uh, what what is the proper way? And by the way, Kevin is uh, is one of the technicians there at WFMY. I know we didn't get to introduce him. Uh, yeah, we had a little issue getting him on, but he's finally on. So, Kevin, maybe introduce yourself. Tell him your title, and then maybe how our uh, followers can get involved with the program. Well, um, uh, thanks, Scotty. My name is Kevin. I'm uh, one of the IT technicians at uh, WFMY. Uh, my main job there is, uh, well, IT for one, and keep Grant and Tim in line when they uh, misbehave. Hey. <laughs> um, but no, the Spider Program was uh, was was uh, was an awesome thing to get get started with because Grant decided that he wanted to figure out a way to get people to submit their their data and uh, so basically we uh, we had no no capital <laughs> in the beginning to figure out how to do it so I came up with the SharePoint site and being able to tie that in with uh, with the weather with the WSI system and we figured out a way and got it out there with a couple people uh, to uh, start off with to submit their reports and it just exploded it kind of uh, it surprised me how fast it grew, but everybody loves weather, and it's amazing that we have as many people as we do now. And the Skype interviews are one of the coolest things because I've never seen anybody else do that live during a newscast. Uh, but if anyone ever decides they want to get involved, uh, it's extremely easy to get set up. Uh, the first thing you do is just reach out to Grant or Tim, and they'll send you my way, and I just get you, uh, I get you an account. You sign in. It couldn't be easier to do your first check-in once you do that. You're off and running. Now, can anybody do this? Is this is this sort of like for the Greensboro area, or can like myself in Charleston be a part of this network? Oh yeah, I mean anybody can do it. Uh, basically, the the simplest way is is that what we what the, for it since it's a Microsoft SharePoint site. Basically, what we have to do is we have to have a Microsoft account. So it's free to take your Gmail and make a Microsoft account or whatever. And once you have your account, I uh, share the site to you. Uh, you'll get a link in your email that redirects you to the site. Once you get on the site, uh, you have full access to be able to put in your reports, and uh, that's it. I mean, all you have to have is a Microsoft account, and you're good to go. And that, that's something that's really cool about, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's great to get this, the reports from the guys here in the Tri, the Piedmont, and the Foothills and everything. But uh, I'll tell you, you know, doing reports from different places in, you know, the state or the Carolinas or the country – um, is awesome and you know we're able to with weather you can usually tie it in somehow to our local weather story and and so 
you know, we've done reports with one of our, we have a spotter up in the Boone area and, you know, typically, you know, that weather really doesn't impact what's going on down here. Maybe if there's a storm moving you know, across the mountains, but you know, with the wildfires and, and Scotty can attest to this as well, you know, that weather is interesting no matter where you are. If there's something going on uh, in your area, you know, we gladly, you know, bring you on and, and have you be a part of it. I mean, I, have, I can attest to that. Sorry, go ahead, Tim. Hi, Ricky. Uh, I was going to say, we've used that even here. We were in the mountains of Tennessee, but we had the hurricanes making landfall in Charleston or, or skirting close with Matthew. And we did some Skype calls and uh, interviews over the phone just because it's something that's different and, and changes from your day-to-day -day routine. Yeah, I was trying to remember the name. I think it was Hurricane Nicole, the one that went right over Bermuda. Um, a former weather intern of mine, he's currently a senior at NC State, uh, Ross Harris, he's here. He was, I guess, in Bermuda pretty much all fall. And so, you know, we had this easy to use, awesome Skype software all ready to go, integrated within Max, our weather computer. And so I texted Roz and said, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> you want to be on TV in the States for, you know, your hurricane there? And we were able to, to get him on. Um, I think it was a couple of hours before the storm, uh, you know, made landfall. So it was, it was great stuff. He enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. And it was, it was something we wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. One of the coolest things for me is just watching this thing where we see, we are interacting with with you guys and having all of our spotters being able to to interact with with Tim and Grant live during a newscast. I mean, it's just it's amazing that it's kind of it's weird that no one else is doing this, but I've yet to see anyone else try this, and it's 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 an awesome program. I mean, I, I applaud Grant and Tim definitely for being able to set this up and get it going. But and was, I mean, you know, uh, while while we're passing applause around, I mean, Kevin, you know, it's, Kevin's been instrumental we wouldn't have been able to put it together without him like tim you know alluded to you know tim and i are we're, we're not all that bright when it comes to um the behind the scenes stuff with you know the sharepoint side and just how he was able to construct it and then you know we've got another it guy uh matthew Poole has really helped with the you know setting up the skype the boxes that we use we actually use a a professional uh skype system it's called skype tx and it's it's almost like a phoner line where like a lot of TV stations, they have this system where you can you know, call up five different people and you can put them on hold and, and you can do these multiple phoners during severe weather. Well, we've got the equivalent to that, but in a Skype way where we have, I think it's three, right? Kevin, three different lines of Skype where we can have people on standby and take their different Skype lines at different times. Yeah, it's, it's three. And the best part about these systems is, with with the, with the the setup that they are, we we can integrate them in throughout the station, and so Grant or Tim doesn't physically have to be sitting in front of a computer like we are now to do this. I mean, Grant's in the weather garden outside the building, talking to talking to the to our spotters from outside. Uh, the the system allows us to be able to talk back to them. It's it, there's really no delay at all. You get the you get the normal Skype quality sometimes but overall the system's amazing i mean it's it's a, it's a, they're awesome little boxes very cool well, guys uh we're closing on the nine o'clock hour so um i know i've talked a lot does any of our panelists any do you guys have any other follow-up questions shay i expect you to join and give a report from charleston just saying <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Don't worry, you'll be getting them on Twitter every single day. <laughs> um, I have one more, one question, uh, and Scotty kind of alluded to this earlier. What is the most memorable storm event that you've had that lit the board up the most with your with your network? Yes, that'll get a grant. I don't know, Tim. Um, snow? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we haven't get a had lot a lot of snow. Yeah, I mean, we, we really haven't. I mean, it's hard to say. We get a lot of um, interaction on most every weather event. I would say, I mean, last winter was the first winter, I think, that we, we've really had to where we could utilize our spotters and show their snow reports. So I, I forget which event it was, but, you know, snow brings out brings yeah. out everyone. So, you know, some snowstorm last year, probably the, the biggest one, just because that impacts more people overall. Yeah, we've had some rain events that are really good where we've actually been able to, to have them show one, two, three-day rainfall totals where we're getting like 10 – I don't remember what it was. We got like 10 inches of rain in like a week at one point. Yeah, snow tends to get people pretty excited. I'm sure if, if we yeah. had a snow event here in Charleston, everybody, that would be the, the biggest thing that you, you would see since a hurricane. So. I will say, I, I'm sorry, I overlooked this. We had a viewer question a, a little bit ago, and I totally overlooked it. So let me ask this. It says, uh, this is from Lynn Moore. She uh, watches us uh, quite frequently. Uh, hey, guys, want to be there? Won't be there live, but we'll be watching uh, the show later on. Will you ask how teachers and classrooms and kiddos uh, can get involved and how schools can get involved in the weather spotting program? So uh, first of all, do you guys have any schools that are interested in this? Or if so, uh, you know, how, how, could a, how could a classroom get involved with this? You know, it's, it's, it's a great opportunity. Uh, we don't have any schools right now, but that's something that I would totally put out there to all local schools. I would say, look, if, you know, it's, you know weather is, is part of the curriculum. I think for most of the public schools in like second grade, fifth grade, seventh grade, and, and, and in high school, you've got some environmental science being worked in. But, you know, a lot of schools have weather stations and they use that as part of their 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 lessons and so I would say if there's any science teachers out there that would want to just get registered even if you're not reporting every day or all year round if you I mean if you want to start reporting through a certain part of the year and then have those students maybe be a part of the the live skypes or just reporting the information you know we would totally be uh, you know willing to to set up some sort of partnership with something like that because you know that's what it comes down to it comes down to sharing information educating people educating the kids educating you know the viewers and, and just all being in this you know weather nerd group together so you know i think that's that's an awesome idea but i will say a couple of our weather spotters um are and were high school students when they joined the group so we have some spotters out there that are currently in high school who are passionate about weather, just like, you know, every one of us. And, you know, they're getting off of school or going home and they're checking their weather reports and they're submitting their reports and they're coming live with us on the air. You know, they got to check with their parents first, but you know, that's, that's totally fine. That's cool. Well, well guys, um, any other follow-up questions before uh, we kind of transition to the end of the show? All right. I see none. So, um, Go ahead, Ricky, do you have something? No, I was just saying uh, not really from my side. Okay. Um, I, I, Grant and Tim, I want to keep you around for just a second, so don't 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 leave just yet. But uh, like we talked about just a second ago, if they want to get involved with this, how, how's the best way to reach out to you guys and get signed up for uh, for the Weather Spotter Network? 
Go ahead, Tim. Or Kevin. <laughs> yeah, so all they need to do is contact us. So, you know, if you if you can reach out to Grant or myself on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, or just send us an email uh, or call the call the TV station. Just get in touch with us. We will we will make it an effort to uh, get you set up as quickly as possible. Some folks contact us; they don't have any weather equipment. That you know, we'll tell you what what we want everyone to have a rain gauge, have a thermometer. But other than that, if you got those two things, you got an internet connection, you're able to report data to us. Um, come on down; uh, we'll, we'll be glad to have you aboard. Uh, Tim is uh, Grant showing us his Twitter his Twitter information. So, and we'll let those guys uh, give their social media stuff here in just a second. So let's transition to the elephant in the room, I guess, per se. Uh, the first venture with wintry weather here in the Carolinas, uh, I guess since uh, last February. So Tim, Grant, what are you guys uh, thinking about there in the triad um, as we approach uh, this Arctic blast and then uh, the uh, potential icy uh, mess that we may see Saturday morning? Hmm. <laughs> do we have go ahead to? tim okay. go ahead Tell yeah you. oh my job okay fine uh i mean we're gonna i'm sort of a grinch when it comes to winter weather so everyone gets all excited and i'm like calm down, calm down. <laughs> we're gonna get cold all right and we, we're gonna get cold i it's we won't really remember this arctic blast by the end of the winter I mean, we're not gonna get extremely cold but it will be some the coldest air we've seen so far uh, we're expecting lows in the mid-teens in the Piedmont, that's in the lower elevations. So that's that's pretty cold stuff. Um, Friday morning there. And then the question for us, of course, aside from the cold, is how much precipitation can we actually generate? It's going to be below freezing from you know midnight Saturday morning through probably 9, 10, 11 a.m., maybe noon. We hope not. But however long that wedge wants to hold on, will be below freezing. The question for me, how much moisture actually develops? I'm not convinced on the QPF totals just yet. I'm not convinced that we'll have a lot of rain in the area, to be honest with you. But if we do, it's going to fall as freezing rain. So I think some amount of freezing rain is a good bet. The question is how much. And as of right now, I just don't think it'll be a lot. Um, that could change, but I don't think it will be a lot. You know, one thing that, that Tim and I were talking about earlier today is, um, you know, we think if we get a little bit of precipitation, temperatures likely in the the mid upper 20s Saturday morning. But the big question is, is that light precipitation able to um, saturate the roads? Are you going to get enough accumulation to where to the point where you might get some some slick spots on the road? And it's, it's really going to be hard. I think it, we're just not looking at a huge amount of precipitation moving in to where you get, you know, slippery conditions. It's, it's fairly easy to get, you know, if you have temperatures in the 20s and you have some light mist, it's fairly easy to get some light glaze on, you know, elevated surfaces, street signs that are, you know, particularly cold and, you know, maybe some, some bush leaves and that kind of stuff. But, but aside from that, like Tim said, it, probably not going to be a big deal to the point to where you're going to remember it. I mean, it's the all, always every year, the first winter weather event is always the biggest anticipation, the biggest buildup. And then it usually ends up being forgotten, you know, by the end of winter. So we're just, everybody's ready for winter weather. And it looks like this one's probably going to be forgotten like most of them. So it's you're telling me, you're telling me, 
You're telling me that headline going around on the internet about a crippling ice storm is not going to come to fruition, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Tune in tonight at 11 o'clock. <laughs> uh, well, David, David, you guys are a little bit colder up there. What are you guys expecting in your area? I mean, you guys look to maybe be uh, the closest to some of the winter uh, winter weather, maybe Saturday. Yeah, I mean, aside from Peter, who's a little bit more north and west or north and east than I am, I mean, it's it's just going to be one of those, like they said, it's, all right, how fast does the cold air leave? Well, typically here in Charlottesville and central Virginia, the cold air likes to hang out a little bit longer than models anticipate. Um, so that's why we're forecasting. I, I said up to maybe a tenth of an inch of ice accretion on some elevated surfaces. Uh, I don't think it'll be too much of an issue in the afternoon. In the morning, though, different story. The high never really gets into primo CAD position to actually get it to kind of sustain here. It kind of rolls over us here in central to northern Virginia, tries to head just to the south of Long Island, and kind of it gets pushed out to sea. So that's not exactly like great CAD positioning. But it's good enough, and with how cold it is, it's still going to take a while for those lower levels to warm just because, well, it likes to hang out here. The other thing is, too, like they were alluding to, Tim and Grant, it's just how much moisture is attached to this system. I mean, we're talking about dew points being in the negative single-digit range here in Central Virginia as we get into Thursday night and during the day on Friday, so it's going to take – a fair amount to help moisten that surface layer up. So still a few questions to be worked out here over the next couple of days, but I think overall maybe up to a tenth of an inch, certainly nothing like what we saw earlier in uh, February where we had that pretty good ice storm here around Valentine's Day. Well, David, will you, will you jog in that? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not, I'm not jogging now. And I mean, when it was 63, I was like, man, I should have went running outside because between us, yeah, I'm not a fan of running on the treadmill. Don't tell but, Grant. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of running on the treadmill, although that's what I have I, to I do hate tomorrow. The treadmill. the treadmill. Oh, I mean, I can't run a mile on the treadmill, but all day outside. Yeah. I, I'm about the same. I grew up in Florida. So it's just like all this ice and snow stuff is not foreign to me, but it's like, really, I have to deal with this again. And I, I would mean, rather, that... I would rather run five miles in 15 degree weather than one mile inside comfortable on a treadmill. Uh, yeah, no, I, I can't do that. It has to be at least 50 or warmer for me to run outside. <laughs> has not to. bad, huh? I mean, you can watch, you can watch the weather channel while you're running on the treadmill. <laughs> And, and I do that. Look, gym, I, I do do that. They don't have the weather channel at the gym where I go. <laughs> oh, you watch yourself. You can watch yourself <laughs> on the news. <laughs> it's true. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate it. Grant, Tim, mm. uh, let's uh, hear your Twitter handles and Facebook pages, how our followers can follow along if they're not already doing so. Sure. Uh, Twitter is Tim Buckley WX. Just search for Tim Buckley. It should pop up unless it's a fan site for the guy who used to be a singer a long ago and they just made a movie about last year, I guess. But anyway, Tim Buckley WX on Twitter. Uh, meteorologist Tim Buckley on Facebook. Find me. Tweet me. Facebook me. 
We want all the all the interactions. And if you want to be a spotter, seriously, I'll let us know because we'd love to have you. So um, my my Twitter account is Grant underscore Gilmore. Uh, underscore is a little line in between Grant and Gilmore. And then Facebook is facebook.com slash Grant Gilmore. And then also Instagram because everybody's on Instagram, Grant underscore Gilmore as well on Instagram. And I will say um, I'm trying to do the Snapchat thing. It's, it's not always the most interesting story or anything, but I, I, I swear to you, Snapchat is going to take over the world. You just watch. They're going to have their own cable channel here shortly. I would not be surprised of just, you know, live Snapchats being broadcast over cable. So uh, Snapchat is uh, Snap Gilmore. If you want to search for my, my name and every once in a while there'll be a story up and it'll probably be really boring. So it won't be worth your time, but um, it's there. Guys, this is, this is a recurring theme. It seems like three weeks in a row we have Michael Lowry. Well, uh, Michael Lowry say it. I'm not sure, but uh, Dr. Shepard. We had Rob Fowler. They're all snap. Rob likes to call it snap casting. And so, yeah, I mean, that's it's like the latest thing now is snap Snapchat. Totally, you got to be there. Everyone's there. All the cool kids do it. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, we we haven't mentioned it yet. So I think you have some snow right beside you, Grant. You want to show the. Uh... The, the fake snow. Yeah, you guys have been yes. playing with today. Tim, Tim, and I made some snow in our weather. Garden. Oh, it's so stupid, but so good. Oh, let, let me get the can. Hold on a second. <laughs> so, <laughs> can you see that? There's the can. Instant the can. snow. Instant snow, and it costs three dollars in the U.S. and five dollars in Canada. <laughs> so, um, so basically, I mean, Tim, I mean, what is it? It's like this. Um, it's like a little powder. That you, you pour. That should not be ingested in it any comes way. In a bag. And it you looks. It. You open up the can. It looks like a Walter White bag, and uh, <laughs> then you pour it in a bowl and add water, and it fluffs up like like rice or couscous or something. And uh, there you go. It looks. You know. It looks convincing, but you don't want to. When you touch it, it's very strange. So it's like white. It's white. It's white polymers, right? I mean, that's yeah. yeah it's awful. <laughs> so our web team, our our social team, they come over to me the other day. It's like, hey, hey, look what look what we got. We got this stuff. I was like, what is it? It's just these cans of the fake snow. Like, you know, aren't you excited? I was like, I don't know what it is. <laughs> and they had to like twist our arms to do it. And so we did it today, and we had a lot of fun with a little Facebook Live. You can. Uh, find it and yeah that's a thing Stocking they were very there. excited about it mm -hmm. <laughs> all right guys well pretty oh yeah by the way i want to let you know i did wear my wfmys um spotter network t-shirt you're, you're a super shirt. spotter scotty you're a super spotter that. super spotter <laughs> <laughs> yeah the grant and tim both make fun of me when it's like 50 degrees i'm outside wearing a hat or toboggan or a coat or something along the lines so you're like you're wearing your your winter parka when it's 60 degrees and sunny outside <laughs> oh my I mean, god you're, scotty you're confu seriously you're confusing the viewers scotty you're confusing everyone at home you're supposed to be hardy foothill folk man uh, <laughs> no, nothing nothing hardy about this right here this above or if it's below 70 degrees it's it's chilly to me <laughs> Oh. We appreciate having you guys on tonight. Um, thank you so much for for coming on, talking about the Spotter Network program, and hopefully uh, we can get a few more uh, spotters to join up. 
Yeah, and you know, Scotty and everyone else, guys, I appreciate you giving us this uh, this platform to talk about it. Uh, I, I really do think that it it gets more information out there than otherwise would. I mean, anybody that's ever looked at trying to forecast the weather, you know, it's you just you never have enough information. And so, you know, having this this spotter network has has really been you know, crucial for us for getting information that we wouldn't have. And, you know, we always, we can't thank you, you, Scotty, and, and the other guys that were on the show tonight. We can't thank you guys enough for everything that you do for us. So, so thanks tonight for, you know, giving us the opportunity to talk about it. Uh, I, I'm excited. I was happy to have you guys on. It's a very awesome program and one that I think other stations should definitely be doing, but um, I'm glad that I get to be a little smart, small part of it. So uh, glad you guys are on tonight. So, um, let's talk about next week. Chip Redmond coming on for a special Monday night edition. Uh, no Wednesday night show next week. It'll be on Monday. We're talking about uh, kind of the forest fires that's uh, been happening in the western world. Well, has happened in the Western Carolinas in the Gatlinburg fire. Uh, Chip's going to be joining us on Monday the 19th, and then we'll go on Christmas break. And then after that, we'll have uh, Jason same now from uh, weather, talking about weather journalism from the Capital Weather Gang. Then the 11th Hurricane Hunter show that we had to reschedule um, from Hurricane Matthew with Dr. Eric Blake. And then on the 18th of January, uh, Women in Weather with Sarah Fortner and Kelly Dubeck. And we're working on one more potential guest. So uh, that's kind of the next four shows in line here for the Carolina Weather Group. So we hope you have a great uh, evening and thanks for watching tonight. Go find Grant and Tim on Twitter. Go join the uh, WFMI Spotter Network. Shay, we're expecting a... Yes, very, very soon. And when that happens, Grant will supply or Tim will supply a YouTube uh, post and you'll have to you'll have to post it up for us to see, okay? Yes, sir. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I think it'd be really good for Shay to be doing this while he's uh, kiteboarding. <laughs> Live cast, <laughs> GoPro, I have to have a drone following or something because there's no way I could do it while I'm riding. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, right before you're going, right before you're about to go out there and kiteboard, I think you need to do one of the weather segments, so. I'd love to, you know. Totally, that would be awesome. <laughs> Headf headphones, headphones, and a drone or something. I don't know. It could work. We can make it work. You just got to have a drone that can withstand twenty-five knots. Where there's yeah. a will, there's a way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, have a great weekend. Uh, enjoy the cool weather, and we'll see you uh, next Monday.